0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast.
1: When you were dreaming of getting married, you probably had a list of things you wanted in a spouse. I'm John Fuller, along with the uh, two people in charge of our marriage department, and they're married. It's Greg and Erin Smalley. And um, I got to tell you that when we were dating, my wife and I had this epiphany kind of moment it, we were pretty far along in kind of a dating relationship. We hadn't rounded the corner to engaged, but I pulled out a yellow piece of paper and I had done the exercise. Many young people do. I don't think everybody, but many do of things I'd like to see in the future spouse. And I pulled my list out and I started going through it with Dina saying, look how, how crazy it is that you meet so many of these things that I'm looking for. And she went to her, room, her bedroom, we were over at her house,
2: and she came back with her list. And none of them represented (laughs) you. Well, we're just going to finish the illustration (laughs) right there. Let's go ahead, though, and um, move
1: into something. (laughs) Can you relate to this? I mean, is this common, or was that just weird?
2: No, I think a lot of people do this. Um, I know that on my list, you know, certainly I wanted someone um, who was a follower of Christ and so had that faith that we could connect around— But what's interesting, I remember my mother telling me, because we were talking about this one time, and and I'm like, look at all these things that are on my list. And she goes, you know what? She goes, how about this? Instead of looking for the perfect spouse, why don't you become the perfect spouse? And it was such a paradigm shift for me (laughs) because I'd spent so much time constructing this long list of things that Aaron or whoever at the time, but Aaron... Would need to possess and really what my mom was saying is listen the real key in this whole deal is you need to make sure that you have those things and you need to make sure that you're a healthy individual
1: I think that was really wise advice. And maybe there's a book in there somewhere. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully she's not listening to this. <laughs> and she knows that she's right. Well, so that's all I need.
1: Let's transition to a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Dr. Kevin Lehman. He's been on this broadcast dozens of times. And uh, Dr. Lehman had some ideas about things to look for, either in the mirror or in someone else to have a great marriage. Let me ask you this. So many
3: uh, young people are waiting to get married, um, so we have more 20-something singles and 30-something singles. How do they apply that? I would think a firstborn applying what they've heard in the in the broadcast uh, could take a real technical approach and begin uh, their search for a spouse, and that could be the topic of discussion. Where's Great your birth question. order? <laughs> listen, that is such a good question. For all of you who are looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright, listen to what this old man has to say. This one ought to get right to the heart of the matter. Does this person love God? If a person really loves God, if they really love God, they're going to do what the Bible tells them to do, and they're going to be a good husband and good wife. You're already on first base. Now, does this person you're marrying have a temper? Mm. Uh Uh-oh, yellow flag big time. Now, why would I pick on temper? Because temper equals control. And that's why I say to all you parents who are listening, you got kids who, when they lose, they throw temper tantrums and stuff. You better deal with that stuff right up straight right now, quickly. And so it really gets back to, uh, does he love God? Does she love God? Does this person have a temper? And what's the relationship like between this woman you're going to marry and her father? Well, he was abusive. We'll get ready for a long road a tough road in that marriage okay but understand it. you That's have to understand thing. it yes but it, it's like making a cake, Jim. in one of my books I talk about daddy attention deficit disorder and it's like making a cake. if you make it I'm not much of a cake maker for sure but if you make a cake and you leave out one major ingredient, I got news for you the cake is gonna fall. It's not going to be a good cake. Now, again, I'm stepping on our toes here because there's a lot of women and men who have grown up in a home where the critical eye reigned and you were put down, you were discouraged, you weren't encouraged, you were just hammered. In in fact, in many cases, you were at least verbally abused, but sometimes physically abused. Think of the kind of husband you need to have. You want to pray for something? Pray for a husband that's near superhuman because he's got to come around and just love you. He's a guy that needs not ever demand anything from you and just to accept you so that you have a chance at loving this husband that you've fallen in love with. And so we come broken. And when you reach for imperfection and understand how broken you are, and I need this man, I need this woman in my life, that's the point where you have the intimate connection Mm. To realize that this person loves you, whether you have morning breath that could kill a cockroach at four and a half feet, or whether you have a habit that drives you up the wall. I mean, that's what's great about just being thoroughly married and thoroughly connected. Well, and that's what's so wonderful. We have to, especially again, I would say to the Christian community, we have to celebrate our differences and understand how to deal with the, uh, the noise and the, uh, the pain of being different.
1: All right, Greg, so in addition to the things that Kevin mentioned, there are some things that you actually do encourage uh, young people to look for as they're embarking on their search for a godly spouse.
2: Yeah, some of the things that we really want our kids to understand, we've had this conversation many times, they'll roll their eyes if they hear this, is that God isn't a matchmaker And that is really, really important. Slow down and
1: say that again, because somebody's going to hit the uh, rewind button on the on the podcast here. God
2: is not a matchmaker. He does not run e heavenly dating (laughs) service (laughs) up in the skies. I believe that that such a hallmark of humanity as He designed it, as as He created us, is free will and there's no scriptural evidence, there's nothing besides Adam and Eve, and there were no other options, yeah. <laughs> to where he's he's pairing up couples. He's not matchmaking. And instead, he he goes, man, I've created a whole bunch of amazing people in son, daughter, you know, start looking. and And, and yet what he—so here's, though, the only thing he says, and Kevin alluded to this, and so I just want to underscore it, Is that he's not a matchmaker? He he hasn't given us this engagement manual. You're not going to marry the wrong person necessarily, right? Except the one thing that he does say is that this person needs to be equally yoked, which means in kind of Christianese that that as a Christian, I need to marry another Christian, another follower of Christ, and that's a big deal to God and in, in therefore that should be a really big deal to us. Mm-hmm.
0: And then beyond that, so it's kind of the baseline of, you know, are we equally yoked? I encourage my, my kids to really look and watch, how does this person handle your heart when we disagree, when we have conflict, when I disappoint you? How do they handle your heart? How do they handle you?
2: It will happen.
0: Yes, it will. As a matter of fact, we watched our daughter last weekend she was supposed to go on a trip to go see her boyfriend, and she canceled it. And I thought, oh, what a great opportunity to watch and see what he does and how he handles her. And the kid did great. He was like, you know what? I get it. I understand, and I can't wait to see you. I'm disappointed, but I get it. And he Sounds handled like he her heart with flying really, colors. really great. Yeah. So that's one thing. Mm -hmm. However, other things, you know, sometimes people will say, what are red flags to watch for? You know, do they have an issue, a consistent pattern with anger? Mm -hmm. Um, Do they have trauma in their past that has not been addressed? That's a huge thing. And are they willing to go in and get help concerning the trauma? Are they enmeshed with their parents? Are they running from something? Is this relationship meeting a need that it's not created to? Are they on the rebound? Or is there a pregnancy involved? And so it's looking at all of these can be red flags. So I can't stress enough. Go in and, and talk to someone. Get some premarital counseling. Talk about if these red flags are present, go in and, and work through some of this prior to marriage. And maybe even do some individual counseling. The stronger you are individually, the stronger that relationship will be. Mm. And then you can grow from that place from the baseline.
1: Well, I appreciate the wisdom uh, that you're sharing and really a lot of this that you've just shared s- in such condensed form is expanded on in great detail in the Ready to Wed series. Greg, go ahead and just tell our listeners a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, it it really covers 10 key things that will help us prepare really really well For our lifelong marriage, so many couples spend all their premarital time figuring out the wedding details, and that's great, but that's preparing for a day. Yeah. We want to help you to prepare for a lifetime together.
1: Well, look for uh, Ready to Wed. There's a book and also a a DVD set that you can get. Uh, We have that on our website. We also have, of course, Dr. Kevin Lehman's book, The Birth Order Book, and we're making that available to you today. When you make a contribution of any amount to help this ministry out, Uh, we have a worldwide impact and we are listener-supported. So please uh, donate as you can, and we'll say thank you by sending a copy of The Birth Order Book. Uh, you can call us, 800 A Family or stop by focusonthefamily.com slash podcast. Next time, we'll hear from Dr. David Clark about uh, the different ways men and women communicate with each other. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.